Welcome once again to our program. You're on the voice of the Cape Band. In this segment of our program, uh, we continue with the burning issue, and this is the Malay Choir issue, uh, part of our community for decades, and uh, the venue of the Good Hope Center. Uh, it's the place that echoed the talent from the community in between its walls and its passages and even elevating some of those special talent to stardom. But this year it was different. This year the audience and the ambiance had dwindled. Why? To tell us more this evening, we're speaking to uh, Ahmed Williams, Councillor Ahmed Williams for the city of Cape Town. Then also Mr. Shahid Ajam, the chairperson, the CEO at District 6 Working Committee. Mr. Shafiq April, the president of the Cape Malay Choir Board. And then also the councillor Gareth Bloor is the mayoral committee member for tourism, events and economic development at the city of Cape Town. Gentlemen, good evening to you. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi <coughs> Uh, shukran for joining us this interview remember you can send in your sms's as well 47913 that's the sms line send in your sms and uh, tell us uh, your take on this uh, particular issue we start off and uh, let's speak to mr shafiq april uh, let's just give some historical background to the significance of the good Hope center the malay choirs um how many years been performing at at this particular venue well it's uh, assalamu alaikum and good evening to the listeners of the voice of the cape it's nice having us on the radio they say uh, we've been here for about almost 40 plus minus 40 years mm-hmm. but let me begin that another year has passed and the administrative arm of the cape malay choir board endured the full ambit of the clint eastwood movie the good, mm. the bad, and the ugly. But I rather concentrate on the good. Mm-hmm. And I will paraphrase from the message we received from the city mayor of Cape Town. And I just want to read an extract of what she's written to us mm. to begin off. Uh, the middle portion of her address goes as follows Music has the power to unite people. Heal broken hearts, inspire demotivated souls, and most importantly, entertain the Cape Malay Choir Board's music festivals. Have achieved all of these since its inception more than seven decades ago. So much so that the board's annual singing competition have evolved into a permanent feature of the city's cultural and entertainment. In the process, they have provided young musicians the platform to showcase their talents to a broader audience while competing against their peers and even launch their successful careers in the music industry. I hope that the Cape Malay Choir Board will continue to be a springboard for the upcoming musicians in the city to contribute towards our shared heritage through uniting power of music. Mm-hmm. Now that came from the mayor of Cape Town That was part of a message yeah. But if we go further Where the good of center is concerned It's another chapter entirely mm-hmm. That has been taken away from us And we had to struggle to get A decent venue It is like putting a Square pig into a round hole mm-hmm. uh, Being We have a crowd of Plus minus four to five thousand people Attending our concerts and we had to make do with the city uh, other venues, which is very small, uh, namely the city of uh, what well, the city hall of Cape Town. 
where only a handful of people can go in, plus minus a thousand people, in comparison with the Good Hope Center. And that has been a blow to us, irrespective mm -hmm. of which way we are looking at it, in which way we want to present and put up the fight. But as I said, the Kerfus did the cool, the coolest did the Kerfus, let's say. Yes. The Good Hope Center has been now been given over to a film company. Mm. And we've got to make do what is available hmm. in order to promote our cultural heritage and our competitions. Yeah. Councillor Ahmed Williams, uh, was alternative measures put in place to accommodate the Malay Assalamu alaikum. Aslam, yes, there was about seven alternative venues mm -hmm. given to the Cape Malay Choir Board, which was the, the Atlan Stadium, which is an open field. We couldn't go there, or they cannot sing because it's a music uh, f uh, competition. Yeah. There's the Athlon Civic, which takes about 1,200 people. As Mr. Mm -hmm. Ebola said, we, uh, they're looking at about four and a half to 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. Then w it was the, um, the Kenilworth Race Course. Mm -hmm. uh, it, then they gave us the, um, the Grand West Casino. And also there was other small venues. It came to seven seven. Uh, alternative. Hmm. When the Cape Malay Choir would inquire about these venues, there was no bookings. And that was a fast one that the city pulled on the Cape Malay Choir board. They tried to book these places and the places were booked out. Now I say, as Mr. April has said, you know, the mayor is like day and night. When you stand up in the morning, it's night. When you go to sleep, it's night. It's the same story. And, 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 and what the mayor is saying, you know, and what she's doing is completely something different, what she is saying. And Mr. April read the, the comments of the mayor saying she will support our culture and our, and our youth mm -hmm. in the singing. But that's been taken away now. Now that people are moving back into District 6, there's no venue for these people to even have any of these competitions. There's mm -hmm. no venue for them. This building was built as a community center. And, mm. uh, you know, my argument was none of our community centers is making a profit they're all community centers that's why it's called a community facility yeah. it's running at a loss because the city or whichever runs that department have to wheel and deal with with with, with bookings because there's some of the uh, clubs that uh, it's free usage and none of these places are making a uh, big money mm -hmm. now you know i will go further later where i have actually gave, give or gave my recommendation to council the way forward but I just want to say the alternative venue, what you have asked me for, mm. that was my response. Okay. Um, we're going to go quickly for our ad breaks. When we come back, we'll come mm. back with uh, Councillor Bloor to tell us more. In the meanwhile, the SMS says, Salam Olana, this very building was built by our people with their bare hands during the apartheid years. What gave them the right to take away such important building? Do stay tuned. We'll be back immediately after this. The Voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue, not with Ridwan Ahmed, but with Aslam Qasim this evening. And uh, our guest uh, for this evening, Councillor Gareth Bloor, uh, Mr. Shafiq April, the President of the Cape Malay Choir Board, then also Shahida Jamchi, Person CEO at District 6 Working Committee, Councillor for the City of Cape Town Ward with proportional representation. That's uh, Councillor Ahmed Williams. Those are our guests for this evening and the discussion, the burning issue this evening, the Malay Choir and the loss venue of the Good Hope Centre. Remember, you can still send through the SMS 
SMSs to 47913. Says the one SMS, it's ironic that on the 50th anniversary of the Forced Removals of Group Areas Act, we are evicted from the Good Hope Center. Councillor, um, I don't know whether it seemed a bit lopsided here, <laughs> but you're on your own this evening. Tell us a bit about um, the dates. The councillor just made a reference mm. to, the, to the dates. There were alternatives were given, several alternatives. The Malay Board Choir, they contacted these places. It wasn't available. Um, could, the, could the city not foresee such an obstacle or such encumbrances for the Malay Choir Board? Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here. And once again, with the leadership in particular of the Malay Choir Board and my fellow councillor from Mitchell's Plenary, Councillor Ahmad Williams, I think the key thing here is, you know, this doesn't happen in a void, but has happened in the context of the council identifying certain par- parts of the city and certain properties as key strategic assets. And mm-hmm. so they don't have the designation community use, but rather are Maybe. seen for the key benefit they have for the economy. And part of that balance between the economy and the social good is to ensure that we identify where there's opportunities for economic growth. Mm. We capitalize on that for the purpose of the common good. But where we do that, we ensure that Mm. we have the balance of accommodating every single community organization. And in the case of the Good Hope Center, here we have an industry that's created 35,000 jobs in three years, the film industry, 5 billion added to our economy. And so it's a very important driver. And one of the reasons the integrated development plan the five-year plan of the city identified the Good Hope Center, among others, as a key asset was because it would enhance the city's ability to attract these key industries and to provide jobs for all our people across Cape Town. Mm. Now, of course, the question then becomes, if you have an existing user of a venue, what are the alternatives? And the city's been very committed to those alternatives, consistent with Mayor DeLille's call for the Mm. preservation and the enhancement and the advancement itself of the Cape Malay Choir Board and of these musicals. And so even if the venue is not the same and we know it's changed over the decades president april referred to you know the seven decades the last 40 was in the good hope center but whatever the future may hold the city is a key partner in that and that's why based on our meeting on friday the latest venue considered being the velodrome together with the city uh, accepting the proposal to cover transportation costs and to use that facility not only to keep the current numbers but to expand i think is a very important point so what the city is trying to do is achieve a balance mm. and what we do in achieving that balance is the leadership of the full council under the mayor has put to public participation over the years various pieces of legislation that do that. The first was our IDP at Mm -hmm. the beginning of the term identified the Good Hope Center as one of the key strategic assets and that of course was followed then by the public comment period for this particular asset uh, the Good Hope Center. Now bearing in mind the proposal is for a period of three years and so what the city is simply doing is recognizing that in a time of such difficult need when the economy of our country unfortunately has experienced such difficulty we need to find a way to generate revenue not private profits but money that goes directly into our communities and what the proposal is with the Good Hope Center is those severe maintenance costs that amount to millions that we bring in as much as we can leveraging private funding in order to upkeep that facility but also to put the profits the so-called profits into the community because that's where revenue from the city goes and that's what enables us not only to support events like this with alternatives but also to further grow these events mm-hmm. and the hundreds of events the city yeah. is supporting was the alternatives the uh, sufficient enough to the venue yeah. or the accommodates four to five thousand uh, the good up was any of the alternatives good enough yeah. for for that if you want me to come in here yeah. we have visited about total of 22 venues around cape town and uh, the question is 
uh, why the Good Hope Center? Uh, my question to counselor also on the same breath the other last week on Friday. I said, now why don't they utilize the, mm. uh, the velodrome if you want to generate uh, income? Mm. Why not use the velodrome and, uh, and, uh, and see to the Good Hope Center in order to facilitate not our organization alone, but many other organizations also utilize the, uh, the, uh, the facility of the Good Hope Center. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the Velodrome, is it not sufficient, the size for the... Yeah, the size is good, but I said there could be a swap. Mm -hmm. Yes, no, I certainly hear President yeah. April's points. I, and I, I did speak to Councillor yes. about it too. That's mm -hmm. right. No, it was... I know, and I, dis uh, I did the raise that. Then, yeah. but we, we, we managed to, to visit 23 venues. Mm -hmm. Some of them we just sit there as proposed. And we and they, we found them to be inadequate for our needs. Mm. Like we had the city hall we had. And uh, the city hall, there was uh, more people outside than inside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it cost us extra security, which I spoke to councillor about. Mm -hmm. We had to have additional fencing, which already cost 10,000 to protect the assets of the city. Mm -hmm. okay. And we had to spend that 10,000, which is unnecessary, mm -hmm. around the yeah. uh, the the things of the uh, precincts of the uh, of the city yes. hall, and we had to utilize big screens for those small rooms upstairs, the media room, in order mm -hmm. to accommodate people. Yeah, it's unnecessary. Uh, Mr. Jam Rag Vice Campaign the Coalition. Um, what do you think? Was this now just uh, <laughs> quite a, quite an interesting <laughs> name, Rag Vice Campaign uh, co Coalition? Uh, listen, tell me the. Do you think that the Cape Malay Kwai was now just coalition? I mean, what do you call this, um, collateral damage for the benefit of the city of Cape Town? You know, Amolana, shukran for affording me this opportunity once again. And uh, also to my fellow guests. You know, for us, I think the conversation is moving a bit too fast here. First of mm -hmm. all, we're speaking of, one, a profit-making exercise to save the Good Hope Center and two economics and all of these things and then we're looking at locations but we are not speaking about the Good Hope Center itself and where it is situated. Firstly for the people and I pray that tonight those thousands of listeners please listen with your minds and not only with your hearts this is about our existence our continued existence in the city of Cape Town in the greater Cape Town. The value statement of the District 6 Working Committee, and I want to read this, and it's important for everybody to listen. You know, when we started out three years ago, the people said that we, the people who suffered intolerably under the shameful legacy of racially discriminatory laws and practices of the past, pledge or shall never, shall never again be party to any legislation or system which will lead to the misery and despair of our fellow countrymen and women. We pledge to reverse the shameful legacy of apartheid by seeking restorative justice, preserve our diverse cultures and heritage, promote social and economic equality, root out corruption, alleviate poverty, and share in the success and wealth of the land, with the conviction that we shall always work side by side to realize the true objects of the Freedom Charter and the Constitution of South Africa. Now having said that, the Good Hope Center, of course, is a sensitive issue to the people. 
not only to the people of District 6, but to the people of the Greater Cape Town, the people out there on the Cape Flats, mm. the people in the Metropole, the people on the outskirts, because for more or over 40 years, it has been used not only as a cultural center, but as a community center, as an educational center, as an, you know, for expos and stuff like that. So, so, so that was our home. And of course, it falls squarely, and it's in the heart of District 6. We must remember that District 6 consisted of roughly 150 hectares. Nobody disputes that until today. A proper land audit has not been conducted, despite the stakeholders having asked us for over 10 years now. And that falls squarely on the city of Cape Town. We have asked before, do a proper land audit. Now, we know that District 6 extended from Salauri Road to Betekan Street, over across to Ruland Street and down to Searle Street. That's 150 hectares. Of course, in the year 2000, when the city of Cape Town <coughs> acceded to the restitution process and agreed to work together with the stakeholders, they, the city of Cape Town, designated 42 hectares of vacant land in District 6, of which to date only two hectares was utilized. At the time, the city of Cape Town, the Department of Rural Development and the District 6 Beneficiary Trust, who at the time was appointed, it was a tricameral decision that they would look after the interests of the people of District 6 for restitution purposes. Now, the Good Hope Center was and still is designated as a public space. And so the city of Cape Town has a civic duty to maintain such places, such as parks, libraries, civic centers, and those kind of things. That it has gone in disrepair, that it has not been properly maintained by the city of Cape Town, does not give the city of Cape Town any right, any right, to start saying, you know what, we're running at a loss here, we have to make some money at the expense of giving up the Good Hope Center and shifting all of these organizations out once again to the outskirts, such as Belleville, you know, the Velodrome. We can't afford, we can't afford to go and hire the Cape Town Convention Center that costs hundreds and thousands of rands. Now, <coughs> why didn't the city, considering that the Good Hope Center is part of District 6, is part of the community and has been, why wasn't there a wide consultative process in place? The city did not consult widely. The city did not have meaningful conversations meaningful consultations with the affected people. Mm. They had consultations with stakeholders, with certain stakeholders, but not with the real people. Mm -hmm. So what are we coming back to? Are we really coming back to, are we really coming back to District 6? Considering that the corporate entities are forever creeping and creeping onto the land of District 6? Out mm. of the 42 hectares, I can tell you that we did an unofficial audit about a week ago with an architect. There's only 30 hectares left. Mm. CPUT has in the meantime infringed on another 10 hectares. The city has allowed that to happen. Mm. 
in the same breath that they're allowing Good Hope Centre to disappear. So we are saying that the city must please, mm. please not make empty promises to the people. When the mayor replied to our memorandum on the 4th of November when we had that demonstration to the mm. city, we implored her, we implored her in that memo, at least. We didn't speak about the land, we spoke of the Good Hope Centre in our recommendations. Yeah. We said, save this iconic building for the people. We mm. must remember the thousands of people who attend the spring ball, uh, um, you know, sort of pageant, the thousands of people who attend the Malay Choir Board, uh, uh, you know, competitions, they are people from District 6, from Simonstown, from everywhere in the Western Cape. Mm -hmm. These are people. Mm -hmm. So why deprive them of that? Okay. We're going to go quickly for our break. We'll come back with our guests for this evening and our topic of discussion. Can you hear? It's the Good Hope Center and also the role of the Malay Choir uh, and the last venue of the Good Hope Center. And uh, inshallah, we will uh, resume with our program after this. The Voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Hamasam Qasim with you, Nazridwan Ahmed, the burning issue and the Malay Choir and the lost venue of the Good Hope Center. And once again, just to remind you of our guest, our guest is the councillor Ahmed Williams and then also chairperson, CEO, District 6 Working Committee, Shaita Jam, president of the Cape Malay Choir Board, Shafiq April, and then also mayoral committee member for tourism, events and economic development at the city of Cape Town. That's councillor Gareth Bloor. Those are our guests for this evening. Once again, the SMS line 47913. Send through your SMSs. Let us know what's your thoughts on this issue. Um, I know it's a place that uh, you probably have many fond memories of this place. And uh, your concern is what now with our favorite event? And that's the Malay Choir that takes place each and every year without fail. Uh, Councillor Ahmed, just looking at the... The venues, I know there was alternative venues, but besides the Malay Choir, those other events that took place at the Good Hope Center, what happened to those events? What alternative accommodation? Shukran. You know, over these years, uh, the Good Hope Center has, has many big events, such as the Jazz Festival that was kept there, mm -hmm. the Argus Cycle mm -hmm. Tour, the Design of Poor Living, that's mm -hmm. quite a big yeah. uh, <sighs> uh, 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 event, the annual Malay Choir, the hosting of the annual clothing industry and so many more, the list goes on and on. Mm. Uh, those people were given all notices by Anton Grunewald and that was given on the 1st of July 2015. We said that the end of, of, of that period, uh, June 2015, nobody's allowed to, to use the groups in there. And I challenged him. I challenged him. I said, you haven't got the power to do that. But I know where it's coming from. Mm. I know it comes from the top and, and like Garrett is sitting here tonight. Garrett won't be able to give us direct answers tonight because the mayor must guide him. The mayor mm. must tell him, Garrett, there's only so much fund available and you cannot go over the mayor and, and we're going to put him under pressure later mm -hmm. and see if he's going to take us up on, no. on what we're going to ask him. <laughs> so what I'm <laughs> saying is Garrett's hands are also chopped off by, by doing or, or, or making a decision tonight. Uh, I want the listeners to hear what Garrett's going to say that he's coming to the party. <laughs> so the mayor will still decide. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is if we talk about what Garrett has spoke about, key strategic assets and economic growth. Don't do it at the expense of our communities, man. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. our communities are there to pay their rates and taxes as, as anybody else. 
Here we're getting a film company outside South Africa, from America, that's going to run this uh, group center. And, you know, uh, Garrett also spoke about 35,000 jobs. What mm. jobs? They bring their own people, actors and that, to Cape Town. Mm. I made a recommendation at their class council meeting where I said that the city talks about the five pillars, the opportunity city, the safe city, the caring city, the inclusive city, the well-run city. You know, here we had the opportunity to have real job creation by using the group center as, 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 as a, a place where our vendors can use as, as a daily vendor shop. Where people can come there. We have about 200 uh, uh, vendors in there at 1,500 or 2,000 uh, rand per month. And we will exceed the amount of money that we're getting from the film company. Exceed by double. You know, the film company is getting this venue at 50 rand a square meter within the city. That's a joke. How can you pay uh, a commercial place, pay 50 rand a square meter for a commercial site within the heart of Cape Town? And that's mm. the joke. You know, we cannot allow this to carry on. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, uh, there's such a lot of things I want to say, but our time, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's short and I cannot do or say let's what I want to say. Let's move look on. At the, look at the 28 million rand that was lost at the Cape Town Stadium with the... With the, the, the soccer team, mm -hmm. the, all the mayor said, sorry, it won't happen again. It's unacceptable. It's yeah. our rate-based money that's been mm -hmm. got lost there. Now the, the, the city is saying it's going to cost the city 16.5 million rand to repair the group center. There we just lost 28 million rand. That mm -hmm. money could have gone to save our culture within the group center. Okay. Uh, continue. Councillor Bloor. Um, just before you do carry on and respond to council, because I can see you getting very agitated, then you see, tell us, uh, Mr. Jam was mentioning about, you know, not everyone was, look, everyone um, got uh, anything when it came to saying, they involved consultant, consulting, yes. um, proce <coughs> procedural fairness, did the city not look at the procedural fairness? The city is always 100% fair, that's why we get clean audits year in year out, if we didn't mm. follow process we would never achieve that. But I do want to just go make a few corrections. Uh, first of all, the events that have happened to date have all been reaccommodated very successfully. The Jazz Fest, the Argus, you read the comments that have come from the usage of alternatives and their experience with the city, very favorable, and that's the sort of service we want to deliver and are going to deliver in assisting the Melee Choir Board. We've set up a working group. We've done site visits. We've had extensive meetings with correspondents that we're happy to make public at any time. So we're committed to making this work. But more than that, as cities evolve, as we develop, as we aim for in growth that is inclusive, the city has indeed made even the CTICC available in the case of the Saktu Spring Queen. So why should we have communities using a facility uh, when there are alternatives that are made available, free choices for the community leadership to make on behalf of their members to access these venues. I think the other point as well that's quite key in all of this is that the public participation process rests with the IDP, the Integrated Development Plan, where the city did speak about leveraging its facilities for economic growth. With unemployment being the way it is, it's critical that we find the opportunities to grow the economy. And in the case of the question on the velodrome, why the velodrome not as a film company or film studio, uh, as opposed to the Goodup Center. Well, the velodrome's just gone through a major refurbishment, ready there for use by the community. And that same refurbishment now is the turn of the Goodup Center. And let's have external players, not only in the job creation space, but bringing income into the city that allows for us to then maintain those key facilities, not only those, but for others across the city. Mm -hmm. So we've always been committed to the public participation process, and we followed those processes. We've always been keen to finding solutions. We found them for the other organizations. 
organizations and we want to work with the uh, with the Cape Malay Choir Board to achieve exactly that. And the company that has come in is a company that is locally based. Uh, the fact is that we need to look at how do we maximize the opportunities for job creation. It's not easy in an environment where we have such high unemployment for Cape Town to be the lowest in the country, but we need to do what we can to achieve that. And in terms of other issues around District 6 and private land claims, the city is fully committed to that process. The mayor herself has obviously been a champion and a veteran on these social justice issues for decades. And Furthermore, we have always been committed to finding ways to find solutions and to bring people around the table. Mm. And we've done it so far. Though there are concerns at the moment of the Cape Malay Choir Board, we're engaging and we're very confident we can find a solution. And I think that's the important element. And the city's here 100% of the way to do exactly that. Just a mm. question around having informal trading and alternative uses. We certainly haven't seen that report or that study. But when we talk about the square meterage rates, the mm. key thing there is we're talking about constant use. Having occasional events doesn't cover the entire costs and the revenue the city can bring in in terms of all those millions uh, as opposed to having someone there on a temporary basis every single day put out to public tender for a period of under three years after which you then have a facility restored to I think the status that we all believe is very important mm. and I think that's the critical aspect here. Mm-hmm. Councillor that the, the event uh, not everyday events were taking place at the at the Good Hope Centre. Yeah. Aslam, we want to create job creation for mm-hmm. our communities. If we have everyday events in the group center, it's good for the city because mm-hmm. people come to the city. And it's also job creation where people can earn money. Because <coughs> if you take the group center, it's, it's a massive, it's 5,100 square meters. How many vendors you can get in there? Mm-hmm. We make it a flea market. Was an official formal study made into the feasibility of having vendors there? You know, it, it, it's, it's a community facility, so it, mm. it doesn't mean that community cannot use it, it's a community facility. So what mm. I'm saying is, yes, I heard my friend saying about the alternative, but like Mr. April said earlier on, why take the group Centre away with this other facilities for the Fulham Company mm. out this, at, at the outskirts of Balvo, with Pacific Drop. These Fulham Companies had asked many years back for a piece of land and the city has given them a piece of land in Makassar or where is that? Makassar. There's mm. a big studio being built there. Now they're moving into the city and our people must now stand back and say, take the Gurub Center. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at the advert that was placed, you know, it's placed in the Cape Times. And I asked them, why don't you place it in the voice or the song where our people read it? They can also then apply. It's advertised in the Cape Times. You know, oh. our people don't read, everybody don't read the Cape Times. So they again denying our people to even try to tender uh, mm. for the group center. You, if you look at the IDP, we got 3.8 million people in Cape Town. Mm. Less than 1% people were consulted. 3,500 people were consulted in the IDP. Do you think mm. that's fair? I said to them, that is also a joke. If you have 3.8 million people in Cape Town and, 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 and only 3,500 people were consulted, it's less than 1%. The mm. city talks about the IDP, it's a, it's a process <coughs> that was followed. The process was followed, so they will get a clean audit because the process was followed, but how was the process followed? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to get to the SMSs at this time, and uh, we'll continue once again with our guests. Um, 
it says here that um, if I can just get into it, Satu has uh, uh, Satu has never indicated that we are happy with the alternative venue. Uh, we have made the best uh, of a bad situation, and we're very lucky. Lucky. The council must show where they have letters of people being happy with the alternative uh, venue. We have made the best of a bad situation, and we and we're very lucky again. Um, wait quickly. It says here where they have letters of being happy with. Alternative venues, they must stop lying, and that comes from Fahmi Abrams from Satu. So, those are one Me. of the SMSs. Mm -hmm. It says also the city has ignored its own study where stakeholders made very constructive suggestions on how to make the Good Hope Center profitable, and this was done about four years ago. None of those suggestions was even considered. So, some claims being made before that is that just uh, uh, we can come to Mr. April, Mr. Jam. Yes, Molana. Um, you know, in um, I want to remind Councillor Bluer, and firstly, I want to say to him that I have the greatest respect for his business acumen. No doubt, mm. since he came on board mm. with the city of Cape Town in 2011 to date, he has saved the city a great deal of money, and at the same time, he has made the city a great deal of money. If one has regard to all the properties that the city have sold off in recent years, to big corporate companies. Now, that's one good thing that the city has done to make money and plow it back into the various communities. However, however, I <coughs> also want to remind Mr. Bluer that not everything that the city da uh, do is kosher, especially when it comes to not consulting with the affected parties. Now, again, I ask this question. But before I come to that question, in November of 2013, the city itself initiated a workshop, a one-day workshop. And the workshop was to reimagine the Good Hope Center. Mm -hmm. they Mr. Jam, we can come back with you after okay. this. We just need to go for our ads. And uh, do stay tuned to the Voice of the Cape 91.3. You can also audio stream, tell your friends, your relatives, who's overseas, wherever they might be. Audio stream the Voice of the Cape, www.vocfm.co.za. Give your input as well on 47913. Our guest for this evening, once again, is Councillor Gareth Bloor, representing the City Mayoral Committee member for Tourism, Events and Economic Development, uh, the City of Cape Town. Then also Mr. Ahmed Williams, the Councillor for for the city of Cape Town, Sub Council 12, uh, Shahida Jam, CEO at District 6 Working Committee, and the president of the Cape Malay Choir Board, Mr. Shafiq April. Do stay tuned, we'll be back after these ads. The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to our program once again. This is the burning issue. And uh, for those who have just joined us, you missed out quite a lot. I can tell you that. It's the Malay Choir Board and the last venue of the Good Hope Center. And uh, the one SMS here says, Salam, why must the city of Cape Town be intimidated leasing out the Good Hope Center or bringing millions of rents to upgrade the building and the city? and the city uh, to there are other venues for entertainment events so that's one of the sms's i'm reading the sms's as they yeah. appear i'll go through them once again just in case i missed out a single one but um hopefully i would not uh, miss out any of those sms's must i jump just before the break yes let me continue so the objective of that important all important workshop in november 2013 that mm. was two and a half years ago Molana. Mm. the objective was to reimagine how the Good Hope Center could be utilized into the future. 
and coming up with several innovative proposals to position the center as a viable social asset. Hmm. Right. There were more than 20 stakeholders present. I don't know if, if, if Mr. Bloor was there. Were you there, Mr. Bloor? I was not. No, I was not in this oh. position at that time. Okay. Thank you. Fine. <laughs> so, um, and they came together and they workshopped this thing. And the end result, the outcomes was that um, an abridged report was to be disseminated to all stakeholders. A summarized report to be presented to the executive management team in the new year. That was in 2014. Hmm. A summarized report presented to the MACO in the new year. And the report to be presented to tourism events and marketing, of which Mr. Blow is in control now. And the portfolio committee to give guidance as to the preferred way. That was the end of that. Hmm. So the city never came back to hmm. these people. Because, look, I'm sure that Mr. April will agree, as well as SACTU, as well as the Bukop Civic, as well as all the other stakeholders, the people can take ownership of the Good Hope Center at any point in time with the city's partnership. So why haven't the city come to us and say, you know what, before we lease it out to a foreign TV company, before we lease it out to make profits, to maintain it, why don't we sit together, us, you know, all of us who have a vested interest in the Good Hope Center, and not forgetting, of course, the importance heritage factor attached to it, the people regard the Good Hope Center, the people of District 6 and the Greater Cape Town regard the Good Hope Center as part of the heritage, even though it's only 40 years old, mm. right? It was built at the height, in the height of the apartheid era, it was constructed, and that after they kicked us out of the city hall, we first had to use the drill hall, then they moved us to, you know, to the city hall, and then mm. they kicked us out of there, and then they gave us, the city gave us the Good Hope Center. So, here's the question to Mr. Bluer. I'm asking him to reconsider, even though the vote was taken two weeks ago, to close the doors to the public. I'm asking him in his capacity to please rethink his position. To convince the mayor that it's not the right thing to do. 60,000 or more people were evicted from District 6. Today that number has quadrupled. 60,000 people today are paying, are mm. saying, you know what? If we come back to District 6, whether they're going to give us the land or not, we will just occupy it. The people have been asking me, and I'm only the voice of the people. I'm only the voice... You know, the working committee is only the voice of the voiceless. There are mm. thousands of people out there on the Cape Flats yeah. wanting for their dignity to be restored. And how will their dignity mm. be Mr. restored? Jim, can, we go, can we go to, to Mr. April? Shukran very much. Uh, Mr. April, um, the cost, I know the alternatives has uh, it's been made at your disposal, yeah. the alternatives. But was it, did it come at a cost, the extra cost to the, I know you mentioned earlier, if you had to take it, it would be 10,000 extra for yes. that. Uh, first of all, before we get there, I just want to rectify one item, and that is the city has given us the alternatives, mm -hmm. but we have objected. Mm -hmm. We always we objected to it yeah. in writing, uh, that we object to utilizing this venue. We did raise an objection. Mm -hmm. The other point that we want to make is that even with the Cape Town International Convention Center, it cost us $1.2 for an empty shelf. Yeah. 1.2 million we've got it in black and white mm -hmm. and where can we afford we have about 8 to 10 concerts 
for the period. Now, eight times 1.2 million is gonna, that's an mm. empty shell. What about the other logistics yeah. they added in mm. the sound, the carpeting? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, so how was the te how was the attendance this year for the Malay Choir competition? The one, it was good so mm -hmm. far. And you were and housed we in, in what I, venue? I, and we were at the city hall, but mm -hmm. it was uh, I mean people was uncomfortable. Hmm. We had to uh, we had to add the burden of uh, being ostracized in many ways there. Hmm. People was passing all sorts of uncalled remarks. Mm -hmm. uh, but we can't help it. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I want to bring to your attention is, uh, especially to the counselor, that the way we were treated, hmm. we had that venue which we objected to. Yeah. We had to start one and a half hours late. Because why uh, some person came along there and said, that is not in order, that is not in order. We are all to do with safety and security. We agree with it. Mm -hmm. But they are going overboard at times. Because other functions was there before us. They had worse scenarios of stalls and that type of thing. And we had to move even our Salah facility upstairs. Mm. The older people couldn't get upstairs. Mr. Blue also, uh, Councillor Blue also came in there. Mm. And I was uninvited. He came there to see for himself what is going on. Mm -hmm. And then we take exception to the manner we, being, we are being treated. And yeah. the spectator doesn't know. That's not enough. We had the first concert, the second concert. The third concert. The same thing happened again. Somebody else came again and said, it's a riot. Mm -hmm. You know, where there's no riot, and you must take away so many seats. Now imagine we had to remove Ostaklam. Min. We already got very little seats left, mm -hmm. and we've got to remove some chairs to have the desk of the sound people there. Yeah. And Councillor Williams came in there, and you know, that is a joke. He phoned these, the, 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 these certain people and they asked him, Councillor, if it's okay with you, then it's okay with us. I mean, that's crap, man. Mm. Mm. You, you've given us the authority to proceed, everything is in order. You come along and you stop us and you tell us that is out of order, that is out, you must take so many seats away. Mm. I mean, that's not on, man. They've done the same thing at the Good Hope Center with us, too. Here's a riot here. Mm. And they come now with 10 guns and bulletproof vests. Mm. I mean, we have been getting the wrong end of the stick, but coming home to, we did get those venues, as I mentioned earlier on, we visited 22 venues. Yeah. We didn't push them aside and say, listen here, no, we don't want it. We said we're going to look at it, mm. and then like the, 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 the one at SWAT Club, it got 350 people there, but they got more parking space there, if they could build something else. Yeah. I mean, we must have 350 people in there. Mm. But it's a lot of ground. Is there any venue that is suitable for the... Besides no, the, 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 the Good Hope Center, so right, we've been to the Artscape. Mm -hmm. we, we didn't just ignore the mm -hmm. uh, Councillor Brewer's proposals yes. there and say, no, nah, we're not... No, mm -hmm. no, 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 we didn't object. We, we did object, yes, in accepting the venues. Yeah. But we went to visit those venues. That's why mm -hmm. I can name them as... We visited 22 venues in total. Mm -hmm. And all that there is about... Uh, 15 that belong to the city of Cape Town. Councillor, we're going to come to you now, Councillor. Councillor Williams, um, was, do you think enough was done when it came to the city in terms of looking at proper alternatives? Or was it just <coughs> a half has a decision to... You know, in, in all our meetings, as, as Councillor Bloor can verify that I speak on behalf of our communities. I don't speak on behalf of the Cape Lake Choir Board only. In general, I speak on behalf of the community. When I saw this advert, when, when I saw this letter that the, the, the ED wrote to the vendors to vacate. 
I immediately, and he can verify that I had a man on the red carpet. I said, you haven't got the right to do that. This must go through a process. The, anyway, that, that was. Then there was an advert on the 23rd of October uh, last year about the proposed short-term lease by the city of Cape Town to the Grove Center. And I don't think enough was done because there wasn't the process wasn't followed because the community participation wasn't done. It just came through the air. Grove mm. Center will be leased or given to the film company. If you mm. go past the Grove Center now, there's a notice on the walls, it's too late. Mm. Now, is what the is too late? I don't know. It, it's very vague because it just shows it's mm. too late. Now, are they playing <coughs> games with our people by saying it's too late? Because I understood that the advert that was in the Cape Town, it stated it's for the film industry only. But mm. on the wall, it states too late. Now, now they must be open and say to the people, look here, we have given the Guru Center to a film company. Mm. Because we know it has been given, but they're playing for time to, to go to do the process now, but it was given already. Now, if you look at, at all this cost, you know, I, I get crazy and I get mad even I sit in council even, or even in our portfolio when these things come up and it, it's detrimental to our communities. And people will say, yes, Jay Paklenet for the Group Center <laughs> is not only the Group Center, that is the main and the only venue that can cater for more than four and a half thousand people. There's no other venue within mm. Cape Town besides the, the, the convention center, as Mr. April said, to open the doors is 1.2 million. There's no chairs there, there's no stage there. Yeah. The, the Cape Town Stadium, we cannot use it because it's an open venue, and so all the other venues. There was a group center was the venue that's been using uh, uh, for these activities for years. Now, if you look at the, 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 the loss of, of, like I come back to the stadium, the Cape Town Stadium, we're losing over 40 million rand per year on the stadium. Why can't they give that, even the stadium to the film company, say, let us mm. recruit our loss at the Cape Town Stadium? No, mm. because they want to take the group center away from the culture. And mm. our culture for me is important because my goodness of goodness will benefit the end of every day with that group center. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I, I fight the city on the group center. So, yes, I will still fight. Although the group center is be given to the film company, I will still fight. Mm -hmm. And I will fight till the end. And I will, I will show them I'm going to go all out of my way to fight for this community. Yeah. Not for this community, but the whole community of the Western Cape. Yes. Councillor, it is your turn. We, we, we're being very proportional and <laughs> trying to you know, accommodate each one. Um, making a profit. I know Mr. Ajam spoke about heritage as mm -hmm. well. I know there's a whole many procedures to go in order to make it a heritage site. I know it's been classified even as a white elephant because of the lack of profits that mm -hmm. it's generating. Um, are we overlooking the... It's being very strong, as you see the opposition is very strongly, or rather the people are saying that this is our heritage site, this is our culture. It seems that it's become an indelible imprint in the hearts of many people. The Good Hope Center, they have many fond memories of it. Is it as council is saying, it's the culture is being taken, the city is not respecting or taking cognizance of the culture of the people? Well, as you know, uh, seven decades ago at the heart and the origins of the Cape Malay Choir mm. event, as we know today, City Hall was the venue and unjustly has been pointed out, people were kicked out of that venue. That venue has been restored. 
to the mm. people, as we saw with those earlier concerts. The Mayor's Bay, in fact, has become, for the duration of the event, the Henri Bay of President April and others. So I think restoring that memory to key strategic parts of our city is there. But of course, the logistical question around the finals has arisen. Where do we have that event? Because, of course, this event has outgrown over mm. 70 years the City Hall. And that is where the alternatives such as the Belleville Velodrome have come up and others like uh, the CTICC and various venues. The issue around costing, though, becomes the big one. And the city's message has always been that we will work as partners to find alternative venues because, of course, the money the city has is money we've had to get somewhere. And that is through job creation, through ensuring businesses set up in the city, through attracting industry. So we can use that money. It's never personal profit, but it's plowed back into the communities. And so right now, that facility, as we know, for the next just under three years is undergoing some very serious maintenance, as are other venues across the city. The key issue around the Cape Town Stadium, that venue cannot be used as a film studio now because we've had the environmental impact assessment that's taken place over the last three years. As soon as that is done, we're restoring the original trading base for the traders who were there, part of our first act of, of commercial rights. We're restituting that, and we're also going to focus, of course, on opening that venue up the way we did on an event basis for something like the Sevens, where the city made, again, millions in income. But, of course, money is not the end goal. Money is a means to deliver services, to enhance culture, to have funds that can go and support events, mm. and that's the aspect of the caring city, which comes out of being an opportunity city in the first place. Uh, just understanding uh, one of the leaders from Saktu mentioning in an SMS, Saktu wasn't entirely happy. I mean, we certainly respect that. We did get feedback from from individuals, but in terms of leadership, I must say again, the events such as the Jazz Fest, the August, the Design for Living, they're not just individuals, uh, but the leadership themselves were very much uh, praising the city for what had happened. Now, I do think the important point that uh, President April raises some logistical issues, such as when someone says, I'm sorry, you can't have additional seats here, you've Mm -hmm. got to keep the path free. There are national safety laws and the like, but I must say, when I discovered that, I came immediately and we've ensured that we have a working group now that avoids any situations like this, because, you know, events can always have teething problems, Mm -hmm. uh, but the events that endure, such as this one, overcome all of that, and so I certainly want to the leadership of the Cape Malay Choir Board in that regard. And then just with regard to um, this issue of you know overseas companies, overseas people taking over, the mandate at the moment, that to rent sign is part of the process. So we're not allowed as any city to simply put an asset out for a particular use to generate revenue and create jobs. We've got to advertise not only that and vote on that, but then have a separate process that's independent for those companies Uh, And I think that's the important part. So that to rent sign or to let sign is simply part of the process of putting Mm -hmm. out something into the marketplace. But the jobs we're talking about, the 35,000 on the piece of land that was bought where the (coughs) private sector built the company out near Macassar, the five billion that came into the economy as a result of the industry, they now book two years in advance. Mm -hmm. So we as a city have to say to ourselves and we look the voters in the eye and the residents and we say, do we sacrifice the potential of thousands of jobs? Or do we find a balance where we can have both job creation and the preservation of culture and the restoration of the heritage of the people that are each one of us who make up the city? And that's, of course, the key question. And so in response to the question around the workshop, uh, those were recommendations that came out. There were hundreds of workshops on all sorts of issues as part of World Design Capital. I'm very keen. I'm very open to have engagements like that. This current lease period that was passed by the full council by a majority is under three years. 
years. Uh, and so there's still a long history and a long road ahead. Mm. And the key thing is, how do we ensure the next 70 years of the Cape Malaya Choir Board and the history that we have as part of our city mm. is sustained? And if that means taking even better world-class venues uh, that have come online since those tragic days of District 6, let's do that. Let's, let's not keep certain venues just for rich high-end events mm. and not say, how do we generate the wealth so that we can then partner with other community groups to go into venues where previously that was not an option. So yeah. I think that balance is important. And the key message I think that you hear in District 6 often is let's have those conversations. And so I'm happy to pledge a commitment right here today mm. that I'm absolutely open to doing that. Mm. We cannot go back on the, I cannot overturn a decision of the council. It's not the mayor, mm. it's the full council, democratically elected, but we can have discussions and engagements that inform those future decisions and I think that's really critical. Mr. Jam, caring opportunities in the city? Well, I um, I thank Mr. Bluer for his frankness and his openness. However, um, with regards to the city itself, we don't. We still believe that the city was not transparent when it came to the consultation process. You know, last week I attended the open day at the Good Hope Center because there was the standard that was in the newspaper, um, you know, for TV companies only that could tender. And I attended that meeting. And uh, much to my astonishment, um, I saw only two TV companies there. And it, and it didn't look to me like a tendering process. For me, it looked like it was a done deal because they were going through the formalities. And at the same time, renovations was already being done by the same company who is tendering. Mm. And this upset me greatly. Mm. And of course, all the other stakeholders who were there with me, like Saktu was there with me, and, and the Book of Civic Association. Mm. So, 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 so far, it looked like, you know, the city has already decided we're going to give this, mm. no matter what you do, no matter what you say, you know, it's over and done with. Mm. So, transparency uh, is not one of the uh, uh, key qualities of the city of Cape Town. Also, we must for, you know, I want to remind the city as well as Mr. Bluer, even though he's doing a great job in making so much money for the city, how is that money generated into the townships? If you look at the social ills of the townships today, mm. Molana, there is so there's increased gangsterism. In a Nova Park in Mitchell's Plain in Bontyville, five kids a day are killed by mm. guns. You know? Drugs are taking over. So I'm asking, mm. how long are we going to keep those children out in the townships when they have a right to be in the city? And this is why we say that the Good Hope Center is a community center. It has always been, if we can bring those kids out of the townships on a daily basis, educate them in all kinds of education, mm -hmm. life skills, yeah. let them feel that they belong to the city. Why exclude us? Mm. The townships are bursting at the seams. How long before those youngsters start moving into the suburbs? into the city themselves and taking over how long before anarchy prevails in this western cape mm. is the city not looking at that so whilst we are making that the cbd and the bowl the city bowl look good for visitors look good for tourists generating millions of dollars every year i mean if you look at district six itself it's an empty space Believe me, the red bus company, this red bus that you see, yeah. makes about two million per month, bringing visitors into an empty District 6. That's how important District 6 is. So, 
the council, the city of Cape Town must rethink its position here. They have great ideas with regards to expansion and making money, but is that money funneled into the right places? Mm. We must have a look at the townships. Mm. You can't fix the townships anymore from within. It, it has to be fixed from without. And mm. we say today to the city of Cape Town, I'm saying to Mr. Bluer right here, mm. transformation has to take in the restitution process. And let's start with District 6. Let's create a model, mm. a catalyst that can spread nationally, Mr. Bluer. If we want the townships to come right, then we must make District 6 I'm going to give you one minute because we need to two and a okay. half, two and a half. In the last 10 minutes, we get yeah. to split right. it amongst the four. If you look at urban restitution, it has not been touched in this country. Constanza, Seapoint, you have seen that these communities have fallen down after they've been restituted. Why? There was no infrastructure. Nobody came to help these people. The city of Cape Town never stepped in as they should have. You must mm -hmm. remember, it's only 22 years into democracy now. Nobody's really equipped to do anything. So if the city is promoting all these kinds of, 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 of social and economic ideas, then it, they must really filter it down to the people mm -hmm. who were who were affected by the apartheid laws. Mm. I mean, we have fractured minds, Molana, you know, yeah. and we need to heal and we need to heal from within. Mm -hmm. And the city can play a major role. Uh, Councillor Williams, um, serious claims, Mr. John, makes, especially when it comes to transparency of the city of Cape Town and, uh, you know, the transparency and also the processes involved. I mean, if uh, alleged what Mr. Jam has mentioned, that it was already a done deal, the company was already busy with its renovations, and yet they came afterwards, they were sitting in that whole process of tendering. And um, what right and recourse would the community then have in that situation? <laughs> the only recourse the community have is to get a court order against the city to stop the city from going ahead with the allocation to this film company. That's one thing. But I want to add, you know, I, I, I'm not here to fight with anybody. I'm playing a meaningful role, uh, oversight role as a councillor to look after the assets of the city and to look after the community that pay the rates and taxes. Mm. Now, what I'm going to ask is, was the facility rezoned for commercial use as that was a request from the officials within the city? And the, the officials requested that the city will have to have required the land use planning ordinance and the national environmental management act process to change the zoning of the land where that thing is built on it's commercial it's going to be commercial now mm -hmm. so that's the two things that the officials had warned the city you have to go that route i don't even want to mention the heritage study was done mm -hmm. for commercial use because it was built many years back more than 40 50 years back mm -hmm. as a community center now, like I said, I'm not here to fight. I'm here to resolve a problem. And like you asked me, what is my way forward to the community? I will advise the community to, to take out a court order against the city to, to stop the city from giving this venue to the film company. I also want to mention, I'm standing as the mayoral candidate for Cape Town. And if I should be the mayoral candidate or coming as a mayor, I will do drastic changes within the city. <laughs> That's no promise. Thank yeah. you. There we had a uh, mayoral <laughs> campaign also going ahead. Well done, well done. very much, our gentlemen. Um, I think let, let us go for our ads now. And uh, when we come back, we come back with our last few moments. So each one, uh, 
if Mr. April, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Ajame as well, and then also the councillor, and also councillor. I don't know if you have aspirations of becoming premier, but you will have your you will have your two minutes as well to give your. <laughs> we go for a break. The voice of the cake. With Here we go once again. Yeah. Welcome back to our program. You're on the voice of the Cape 91.3. And uh, this is a very special program we had this evening. <clears throat> it's the Malay Choir and the Lost Venue of the Group Center. I'll just go very quickly into the SMSs and our guests. They can round up this evening um, with their final comments. Uh, the first one says, yeah, I'll just read it to the back. It says, yeah, Shahid for president, Mr. John. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> not councillor, not mayor, See. not premier, president. <laughs> straight for the kill. Where's the money? <laughs> Where's the money? <laughs> the, the next one says, Ahmad for mayor. There <laughs> <Here> we go. <laughs> okay. So those are some of the SMSs. Uh, it says here, yeah, again, let me just get into the other SMSs. If we can just do that prior to us wrapping up our program. Um, why don't they hire the White Elephant Cape Town Stadium to the film company? They give the CCTIC. Do they cover the cost of the event? Um, is there that we are not told? Okay, I suppose that is there something that we are not told? Um, Let's get into this one. It says the report that Shahid is referring to is still on the city's website as a strategic plan for the group center. None of the suggestions are being considered. What is there that we are not told? There we go. Then the next one says, uh, Gareth Blue, you and the know nothing about heritage, the struggle, and just cause more injustice to the people, restitute us with Good Hope Center and District 6 before we start invading our own land. Old people are dying and do proper survey among the people who live in District 6 already. Most are illegal. Let's stay there. That's the one. Next one says our heritage build us a Good Hope Center in the township or give center back to the people. Another one says, Salam, what are the lawyers doing for the people of District 6? That the members must pay a monthly fee fee. How does the members know if it's worthy? And then also it says, Salam, uh, Mr. April, uh, you're lying regarding your concerts. We enjoyed ourselves. It's all about money. We, we mm. as the choirs affiliated to the CMCB suffer year in and year out. Shukran. Then another one says it's unfair for the city to let us travel to the Belleville Velodrome when the Good Hope Center is right on our doorstep. And another one says, Blow, take the message to your mayor, tell her to call a mass meeting with the greater District 6 mm. people and explain why she got no feelings for them and just cause pain and anger. Once again, I just want to remind our listeners that all the views expressed on this program, it does not necessarily reflect the views of the management, the staff, or anyone here at The Voice of the Cape. So those are completely the opinions and views of people. Um, I think this one, I miss all our crown jewels are being taken away for foreigners. Rates going up. Vote for our parties. Vote for our own parties now. So that concludes our um, SMS line. Uh, gentlemen, so you probably want to take the first uh, two minutes. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, it's 8.54. The Mahdi is waiting there, so we're going to have to give each one, one a minute and a half yeah. or so. I just want to say for the uh, top eight, we've got less than 12 days left. 
and I hope we can succeed regarding the expenditure to bring this last concert into being and that depends on the city and then I want to end off with what Hanif, the councillor Hanif Hendrik said he said one cannot take away the cultural rights of a community if your administration has neglected a community facility and has failed to budget properly for its maintenance and upkeep and sustainability. It is sad that another community will now benefit because of their financial clout to give expression to their passion for amongst other XYZ for movies. This will create tension between the, communi- um, the Malay community and whichever company is going to take over the Good Hope Center. Okay. Shukran. Mr. John? Yes. Molana, um, I speak on behalf of uh, the 4,000 odd households that the working committee represents in the restitution process. And we are saying to the city that please uh, do not perpetuate the apartheid style policies of spatial and racial segregation by pushing people further and further out to the Cape Flats. Um, invite, us, invite us into the city, make us part of the city, mm. retain the Good Hope Center as our community center because we are coming back for that in the restitution process. It's in the parcel and we want to really, really um, restore, have our dignity restored and our heritage. It's most important to us. Um, our forefathers built the city. Um, we have a proud, a proud lineage, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we ask the city to please consider all of this. It is four months to election, and they must really wake up and smell the coffee right now. The people are tired. In fact, I go so far as to say the people are hot for mm-hmm. of all these empty promises. Mm-hmm. Shukran. Okay, listeners, I could not stop Mr. Jam from saying that. Eh? It came mm-hmm. out of his mouth. I had no control of that. Here we go. Uh, shukran for, for allowing me to just end off uh, my uh, my final speech here, Aslam. Yes. You know, I, I, I want to appeal to my colleague that's sitting next to me and with the council, who is the majority, to please maybe to review and rescind the decision that was taken. It's, it's in the best interest of the community. Why must the community always take the council to court mm-hmm. on issues that can be resolved? but not by showing of hands because you are in the majority, you just take the vote and it goes through. And I really want to appeal to the mayor to, to not cause this pain and anger as the one uh, SM Madrid, uh, the mayor's caused pain and anger to the community to really sit down and say, guys, let us review and listen to the decision that was taken, giving the Guru Center to the film company. Thank mm-hmm. you. Councillor Blue? Well, I think the key thing here is that the city of Cape Town is committed to transparency and any allegation or concern that something has not been done according to the rules and the laws will be investigated immediately. But beyond that, there's a very strong material aspect. We as a city need to generate the optimum amount of revenues and job opportunities. And so we've got to strike that balance very carefully and we're committed to doing that. 60, well over 60% of the revenue and the budget of the city goes straight into those poorer communities. And when we're presented with an opportunity to raise that revenue, it's tough to say, hold on a second, we're not going to do this because we aren't able to find a resolution on an issue. We need to be able to sit and find a way we can get both that economic development and jobs alongside the critical need for respecting the community and the heritage. And that's exactly what we've been working on. The city and the mayor is fully committed to the broader restitution issues concerned in District 6 and has been fighting national government 
government on so many counts for years now. Further than that, the whole spatial makeup of the city is one we've been tackling. We've repealed over 300 old policies and bylaws and structure plans from the apartheid era. But the key thing around land is so much of the land in our city that would be optimal for integrated communities is still in the hands of national government. I think of Plot. I think of the huge land that exists uh, around the Youngsfield site. And we need to all come together and make sure we understand where the challenges are, engage the right spheres of government, and really work to building a city that's united, where everyone feels at home, and where we're able to ensure that heritage and the needs of the poorest of the poor are two things that are mutually compatible. And I believe we can achieve that, and certainly with the leadership of the Cape Malaya Choir Board, mm. I have no doubt we can make this year's event under the leadership of Mr. April one of the best ever. Shukran okay. very much to all the gentlemen. I'll just read that last SMS, uh, but we're done with our program. It says, Salam, why did they not refer the movie company to the Velodrome? And if the man in the street, Cape Town is more accessible, Goodop is more accessible for you. So that completes or concludes our program for this evening. That was the uh, looking at the Cape, the Malay Choir and the lost venue of the Goodop Center. Once again, just to remind you, our guest for this evening, it was the Council for the City of Cape Town, Councillor Ahmed Williams, then also Mr. Shahid. Ajam, uh, District 6 Working Committee, Mr. Shafiq April, President of the Cape Malay Choir Board and then finally that was Councillor Gareth Blow, the Mayoral Committee Member for Tourism, Events and Economic Development at the City of Cape Town. Shukran very much for joining us and uh, I was as fair as I possibly could be to give each one accommodate and give them each one uh, the time. I didn't Shukran favor so anyone much with for any. Being a great facilitator, <laughs> Shukran, you did a great job. <laughs> thank you. Shukran. Thank you to my fellow panelists. It was really an honor and privilege to sit with you guys. Shukran very much. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.